1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to wish every one of you the brightest, the happiest, the best, and most uh, cherished Independence Day that our nation um, May face. This is the most cherished because we still have independence in this country and we don't know what that would l- will look like one year from now if God does not be merciful to this nation that does have Judeo Christian ethics at its foundation. What will America look like a year from now? This Independence Day, 4th of July, what will America look like? What's frightening is that we really don't know. Will we be a nation that has been relegated to wearing masks everywhere we go and sheepishly avoiding each other? Or will there be a vaccine that comes along in the late uh, part of this year or the early part of next year that will reverse all that? But then what else comes about? The question for today's show um, will be and the discussion for today's show in this particular segment will be, uh, are we overreacting to all of this? I'm glad that you came along with me to build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. It is a great day in the USA because of people like you. Uh, Coming up is um, Navy SEAL. SEAL Team 6 will be with me here shortly. And um, I want to make sure, I want you to be sure to to tune in and check out the author of this book that we will be talking about on the show with one of America's absolute finest, Justin Sheffield. Seal Team Six. And he is the author of um, Mob. 6 M O B 6. I want to hear from one of our premier warriors on this Independence Day, someone who has uh, worn the uniform to defend our republic and our way of life. Justin Sheffield will be my guest coming at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned for him. It will be riveting. It'll be riveting. Stay tuned. No, Dennis's schedule. We got Dennis schedule to come on in the future. You know, I did text out a pic of uh, myself and Dennis Miller uh, a little earlier. And so I've gotten uh, some texts. Dennis is going to be on the show today. You know what? We have Dennis schedule for the show. Uh, this COVID thing, we would have already had the president on with us. If this had not have occurred and the way that uh, they keep throwing, uh, you know, the switch, pulling the switch on this uh, COVID-19 scare uh, has us all in sort of flux. Nobody can really say for sure what you're going to do and where you're going to be. It's just one of those things. But, We shall overcome. There's no doubt about it. We shall overcome this too. Now, the question is, are we overreacting to all of this? Personally, you may not think so, but personally I do. And and, and the question that I have that makes me uh, think that, we are overreacting to all of this. Is this question? Think about this. Think about this question. And, and I want someone who is able to answer this question for me. <clears throat> to, um, and well, I'm not going to get out the. I have a guest coming on. I'm not going to get out the number uh, just just now, but because I have a guest coming on. But um, in fact, we're going to dedicate a line. I'm not going to take the calls today. I'm going to take the calls starting Monday. I'm going to dedicate a line just to take your phone calls because I've had big time requests done, um, to, you know, open up the dialogue so I can hear your side of the of the conversation that I launch with you. Uh, my goal is to, so that to give you ideas to talk to and start conversations with. But I'd love to talk to you myself and that I will do. So... Um, are we overreacting to COVID-19? I think that we are. And it seems that whenever we make giant strides, the um, rumble comes from inflated cases or cases that are flaring up. And it's necessary now to walk back a, a, an economy that has every indication that if you take, uh, you know, the, the, the rope off its neck, the, the rain out, of, unrain it, just unbridle it. I, there, I, there is no doubt that this economy would come roaring back, even in the midst of all of this. Black unemployment is up from where it was. Latino unemployment is up from where it was. And and let me tell you, I mean, now you you can say you can say what you want about what what I'm, what I'm about to say here. You can say what you want, but but Latinos, Black people, women, you better hear me. It seems to me that every time you get a chance to get a leg up and, and, and begin to actually uh, engage in the uh, process, every time you actually get a chance to do that, something comes along to sidetrack your pro- progress. Why? 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 Every time you get an opportunity to actually take full advantage of the American economic process and actually enjoy, squeeze the juice from that fruit for your pleasure, for your enjoyment and for your benefit. Something always seem to happen, doesn't it? And if you will pay attention, if you will pay attention, it's Democrats who actually promote this narrative to keep you afraid at home with mask on. Listen, unless I have to fly on the plane, I don't wear one. Louisiana if they want to throw me in jail or give me uh uh tickets or whatever I'm not doing it because I think it is overplayed I think it's a hoax Oh no the deaths of Americans is no hoax but I also believe that uh there are people who were going to die anyway who were thrown into uh that mix and called it coronavirus that's what I also think. No, that's not a conspiracy. It just actually promotes a narrative that is in the hands of those who want to fundamentally change America. That's what we're talking about here. And, and, and my question is to go along with are we overreacting, um, to Corona, are we overreacting to it? My question goes along with it. If you were to test everyone in this country, I mean everybody in this country for the influenza virus or strain or, or whatever, if it's it, is it in everybody? Does everyone in America test positive? If we were to test everyone for influenza, would everyone test positive? I kind of think they might. Why? Because everyone has been exposed to it. And because we've been exposed to it, even though we may come down with it, uh, it doesn't kill you. Pardon me. It doesn't kill you. And, and, And this is the saddest thing. You know, I just cleared my throat and all this kind of thing. But I've actually gotten text, emails from people who... As far as it, it, it appears in their writing, they kind of wish that people like me who defy this type of thing would actually come down with it. Is that sad or what? They actually wish that you 'd come down with it instead of looking at it victoriously that you don't because that would be good, that would actually be good news for them. Not that i come down with it but that I don't. After not doing all of the things that we have been told to do by those who would want to be our masters, you do understand that every time this economy begins to boom, oh, and we were booming. We just signed that trade deal with China. And this may be actually not a conspiracy theorism. Just give you something to think about here over the Independence Day weekend because what will America look like next year at Independence Day time, the 4th of July, that we commemorate that Independence Day where we declared our independence from the tyranny of England? Huh? Huh? only to survive these uh, 244 years to face people who have no sense of our history and our greatness, rioting in the street and tearing and downing and looting and suggesting that we actually get rid of monuments that remind us of our past. That won't help. I told you yesterday, my was born in Confederate Memorial Hospital. Would I want that erased off of my birth certificate? Absolutely not. Why? Because it is who I am. Those monuments represent who we are. We can't hide from that. Let's learn about who we were and who we have become. We're, it's a part of who we are. And the stupidest thing in the world is to tear something down like that. That's a teaching uh, uh, and, and all of these uh, milk toast politicians seem to be going along with all of this. How sad that you have and I and I have not seen through these milk toast politicians. It's sad. But it's true. We haven't seen through them. But nevertheless, nonetheless, we understand this. And that is, we have a job to do as conservatives and that is to tell our story. And to ask questions about truths that need to be revealed. And one of the questions that I have, and I'm just asking, I really wouldn't want an answer to this. If we tested everyone in this country for the uh, influenza virus, would we all test positive? I kind of think we would. But I'm not a doctor. I've never played one on stage or screen. I have played an attorney. And I am, uh, above all, a minister of the gospel. I'm a preacher. Yeah. You just got to hang around me a minute or two. You'll you'll know. (laughs) Uh, You'll know. Um, Just hang around me a minute or two. So... If that's the case, then if everybody would test positive for influenza, then the rising cases of people testing positive for COVID is actually good because it means, and you've heard the term, uh, that the herd is being immune. We have it. If we get over it, whatever, or we're walking around with it, we're going to spread it to somebody else. And uh, fact of life, fact of our earthly existence is this. Nature weeds out the weak among us who are physically weak, who have grown physically weak nature weeds that out Uh, a, a, a forest fire that's caused by a strike of lightning is nothing more than nature weeding out the underbrush, the growth and I'm not saying that one life is less valuable than another, I'm just stating a fact, that the strong survive in this world period they survive economically they survive physically, they survive mentally, they survive emotionally the strong survive, and if you are weak in any of those areas, you will be weeded out naturally. You can buck up at any point in time. It's a choice. It's being be, be strong, God said to jo, to Joshua, uh, "Only be thou strong and very courageous as you take this land." You you have to be strong. Are you hearing me? That's a choice when you choose to be something, choose to be strong, choose to be courageous Americans, because the choice that we have is dangerous freedom or peaceful slavery. And God has not given to any of his uh, creations uh, as human beings the spirit of fear. No, 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 no. Be strong. Be courageous. Yeah. Are you hearing me? There is a method to the madness. And um, Texas governor or um, attorney, um, lieutenant governor, I'm going to talk about this in the second hour. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show daily, 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. daily. Over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, uh, the talk monster, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, around the globe, Uh, there through Times Square above Ripley's Believe It or Not. If you're traveling through, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And the Red State Talk billboard is there. And every hour, the C.L. Bryant show pops up there on that billboard. And C.L.'s face is looking back at ya there in Times Square. Sure, we'll be glad when we get back to doing business in this country. We got to reopen for business in this country. Go to FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, and become a member, a part of a movement. Don't cost you a thing. No, nothing. Go to FreedomWorks.org. And I thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here daily on the C.L. Bryant Show. It is one of the most cherished Independence Days that we are coming up on here because who knows what next year's independence day will actually hold for us as americans i'm cl coming up justin sheffield navy seal 6 team I'm- back with you on this great day in the USA every day as I close this show I thank God for our men and women in uniform around the globe and coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour will be Justin Sheffield uh, he is the author of um The book, Mob 6. And we're going to hear about the genesis of that. And uh, I really, really am looking forward to this interview. And friends, I um, want you to know that there are elite fighting men and women among us who are smooth operators and they are the reason why you and I, along with their brothers in blue who are here locally, are able to sleep peacefully. They're the reason we're, the, we're able to sleep peacefully in our beds at night. Yeah. Because of men like we are going to have on the show here today. And it does um, grieve us in many ways to see how uh, people in uniform are being set upon, put upon by those who actually hate authority. You you do know that there is a rebellion rebellion not just against the current administration in Washington DC there is a rebellion of authority in this country and every day when we close this show you hear me thank god for our men and women in uniform. And I want you to help me uh, and join me in bringing to the show for the first time one of our war fighters, one of our very best. His name is Justin Sheffield, U.S. Navy Team 6, author of M.O.B. six. That's his book. And we're going to talk all about it. Help me wel- welcome Justin Sheffield to the C.L. Brian show. How are
3: you, brother? Thank you so much for having me, sir. God bless you.
1: And uh, God bless. You. And, and let me ask you this. Now, give us the genesis of this work that you have put forth for us
3: uh yes sir thank you for that um so mob six uh first of all the name itself is is sort of a nickname that we would call it uh within within the unit there at seal team six and when i was uh, i got medically retired uh in 2014 and um for for a myriad of things my body was done in my my mind um and one of the forms of therapy was to write um and and a lot of medication as well, but uh, I started writing and and found that it was uh, very uh, helpful for me. And I got serious about it last year and put a book together. Um, I have a foundation that that this has been helping with, uh, helping us get some awareness out there of what we're doing for veterans that were similar to my uh, state when I got out.
1: Justin, tell us how we can engage your foundation, how we might be able to help you. This show is certainly a show that will, in fact, uh, help any of our men and women who are wearing the uniform and have worn
3: it. That's amazing. Thank you. So the foundation is called All Eagles Oscar, and that's a call sign, All Eagles Oscar, that we pass up over communications when we're coming off the battlefield. And that's what all of us want to hear. And that means all of us eagles american forces or coalition forces are okay none of us are shot or or have have been uh injured worse than that so um it's a it's a message of hope and the foundation uh what we do is we send guys to the brain guys and girls to the brain treatment center and they use uh, non-pharmaceutical treatments that are magnetic resonance therapy and I don't want to get too scientific, but basically it's an electromagnet that is tuned to a specific frequency and it sends out a pulse. And over a period of about a month to six weeks, um, we're just seeing some amazing results. Uh, hundreds of veterans have gone through all similar situations, uh, whether it's suicidal, PTSD, strung out on drugs, alcohol addiction, can't sleep, don't want to live anymore, Um and we're seeing amazing results. People are getting their lives back. And obviously, you know, this isn't a cure. Um, we all know where we're going eventually. But, you know, with that, it's, uh, I encourage the gospel. Um, you know, I was, I was, personally, I was. Lo- not lost, but I was definitely suicidal when I got out. And and it's definitely the Lord that I'll give credit to here. But what we've been able to do for veterans is amazing.
1: Amen. You know, um, Justin, my, in in my real life and the life that I lead, I'm uh, a minister of the gospel. And that's what I do. If you can hang around me, maybe just a minute or two, you'll know that. Yes, sir. And so I'm so glad that you lift up the name of Jesus Christ and you give him the credit for bringing you out of that dark place. do Americans let me ask you this because you are uniquely qualified to answer this question. Do Americans realize the real cost of our uh, precious men and women that they pay the real the real price that they pay for our liberty and our freedom. What is the unseen thing that we as uh, Joe citizens don't uh, realize? Talk to us.
3: Thank you, sir. Uh, I would say that you know it's it's a little of both. I think some people that are tuned in do realize what's happened here. We've been at war the longest in our history. It has a toll. Period. It really does, especially the guys that are around my era. Came in in two thousand ish, and we're we're in the beginning when all this kicked off, and it had just been going and going, and, it, and a lot of us had you know, 10, 12 deployments. And we just thought, look, if, if we don't die, we're just going to keep going. This is what we're good at. We love each other. We're a big family and and, um, and we love our country. We love uh, the red, white, and blue all the way. And I think that, you know, guys like me just need to, to, to step up and, and and take charge. And we are more and more are and, and help each other out because guys need help and girls need help right now. And it's very hard to ask for that coming out of the outfit that, we came out of just being in the u.s military you're used to keeping your mouth shut and um and and just moving along and and i just want to let people know they don't have to do that there is help um you don't have to put a uh, you know a gun to your head or or you know drugs and alcohol to look at that as a, a way of help a lot of us you know will we'll end up uh trying to um you know help ourselves with things like that other substances so
1: so the um, so the self-medication of it, um, we, we all, all of us do it at one time or another, but this definitely seems like there are extremes that happen to our war fighters who come back uh, from, from wars like this. Let me ask you this. I want to get a peek into you, and I want to uh, understand what, point in your life that you realized that you were going to become a Navy SEAL, one of the, well, the most, in my estimation, the most elite warriors on the face of the planet. When did you decide that this was going to
3: be for you? Yes, sir. So when I was a kid, I grew up in West Texas, and um, my dad had given me a book called Rogue Warrior, and it was written by the first commanding officer of SEAL Team 6. And it talked about, you know, he, he went through Vietnam and, and um, obviously the, the command was made after Vietnam was over, but for counterterrorism and hostage rescue specifically. But I read this book. It was the first book I really read cover to cover. Um, and. You know, I didn't even know what a SEAL was, but I was like, man, that is the hardest thing. I've got to go do that. That's what I, I felt like the Lord was leading me to do that. I wanted him to be leading me to do that, so to speak, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, that's how I got into it. And, and you know, absolutely no regrets. Um, I will say thank you for, for saying we're the most elite, but our team was always comprised of other special forces units like the Air Force guys and the Army guys. So we had a we had a pretty awesome team together there.
1: I I read the the Air Force guys and the Army guys. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Uh, Listen, you know, one of the things, Jeff, and I want to have Justin, I want to have you back on. Justin Sheffield is my special guest. Uh, Mob Six is his book. Where might we pick up this book? Where might America get this book?
3: Yes, sir. You can go on Amazon and pick it up right now. And uh, our website, org. Is where you can uh, get some more information on our foundation, especially if you know a veteran that's struggling right now. There's, we have a lot of uh, resources there.
1: If you see them, help them. If you see them, help them. It's Independence yes, Day, and let me ask you this uh, last question that I have for you uh, here today, uh, Justin Sheffield. Independence Day, we're coming up on it, In the fact this is going to replay on Independence Day, it's going to replay uh, throughout the weekend uh, and some point in America, around the globe. Independence Day, I fear sometimes that um, we don't understand that this could go away. Tell us about your legacy. Tell us what you want to leave behind. uh, When it's all said and done, you hang up the spurs and you're sitting on your porch rocking, what do you want us to remember about justin sheffield
3: um first and foremost the gospel of jesus christ this will all go away eventually we know that if we've read the word at all the word doesn't change and he doesn't change um but we have a god who loves us and uh those of us that have read we know the outcome and we win because god wins and i would just say that you know we do have a privilege being americans if there's any privilege We should look at it that way because this is uh, a nation under one God, and I still believe that, and I think young people today need to hear that. And I would encourage people to, if they're even thinking about joining the military, to do it. It's worth it. This country's worth it. Our freedom is worth it. I've been all over the world, and what's happening right now in our country is what happens in a lot of places, and it's not good. It's not a pretty outcome, and we need to come together as a country and realize what we have, uh, regardless of how bad history may have been. Um, and certain aspects of it. Um, we're here now together, and this is our country, and we're free. We need to protect that.
1: Justin Sheffield, on behalf of all of us who are grateful for your service in this nation and even on behalf of those idiots who don't realize what price is paid for our liberty, I want to thank you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are. America, we've heard from one of our war uh, fighters, elite SEAL Team 6 member, Justin Sheffield. Get that book, Mob Six, Amazon. Thank you so much for being on with you, Michelle. We got to have him back. Talk to you soon, Justin. God bless. Thank
3: you so much. Thank you. God bless.
1: I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. That was one of our own. Yeah, that was one of our own, Justin Sheffield and uh, Sheffield. And uh, let me tell you something, folks. When you see a vet, help a vet. And 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 yeah I'm I, I know that I'm about to make somebody just absolutely uh you just going to lose your mind when you see a cop you help that cop Everybody does something individually wrong but I won't judge everybody by the individual who performed or Who actually did the wrong. Huh? I know some time ago. I told y'all this story. I want to tell you this story. In fact, I'm going to have to save it till after uh, the break. But I'm going to tell you a story about how you, you know, can judge uh, folks by the actions of one. This, this cop that killed George Floyd is no way representative of our men and women in blue. That is a narrative that is being pushed, promoted by uh, uh, people who hate this country. I'm telling you. I, I, I am telling you. And I just, you just heard the interview, wherever you are on the globe, wherever you are from sea to shining sea, you just heard the interview with Justin Sheffield. Author of the book Mob 6, Amazon, you just heard that interview. Let me tell you something. Did you hear him tell you uh, what kind of mental state our war fighters can come back to us with? And, and instead of reaching out trying to help them as much as we possibly can, you have uh so many of these uh people who are running around this country, mostly of most of them are liberals i I see very few uh conservatives ever saying anything uh this ridiculous, but we're supposed to be afraid of them for some reason no. No, we need to help them if they need help. We need to talk to them. We need to be there for them. You know why? Because they made sure that this was still here for us. Oh, my daddy, World War II. My granddaddy, World War I. My great granddaddy, Cuba, Spanish American War. I have red, white, and blue in my blood. In my black body. <laughs> or my black skin. my And that's all it is. Right beneath that. And I'm sure Justin Sheffield can tell you. Because he's seen it. Right beneath all that that skin. Everybody is the same. Yeah. Any doctor who. uh, uh <laughs> is honest not a sawbones any doctor will tell you that won't they I kind of think so kind of think so so my friends my friends my friends here we are Wondering if next year Independence Day will be anything close to nationally patriotic, or will the politically correct have taken over the asylum? What does that mean if they do? Two monuments like Mount Rushmore. If Joe Biden is somehow elected president of the United States, and this time next year you have Nancy Pelosi still with the speaker's gavel, and God forbid that there is no buffer between what they would slam through as liberal policy. Stick a fork in it. America would be done. Stick a fork in it. If that occurs, America will be done. So where do we go from here? When we come back, I'm going to show you the folly of blaming the group for the individual. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on Red State Talk Radio. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving? So you came and changed my life. You
4: thought I was worth even. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for.
2: So you sat Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
1: God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven. And
4: for the flag I stand.
1: CL back with you on this great day in the USA. All because of people like you. And uh, hey, the cop that has actually been a catalyst sometimes you just see how it works so much in concert with other things that fall in behind it that it's almost um, easy to think that there must be some type of design there must be is what you tend to think and then again, maybe there's not. Maybe it's just those chess moves that are being made. But what we should be concerned about is our mentality toward group think. We talk about herd immunity. We, we have heard think. We, had her, we have heard movement in this country. We have heard movement. I'm going to call it that herd movement whereas we are driven in a direction by the hysteria of a call to the herd that is interpreted as a signal to panic and because we are such victims of groupthink in this country, you know, we, we, our head doesn't, our, our head only turns if, if, if we think that the, we, we, we turn our head to see if the group is, is okay with what we're about to say. We, we'll, we'll, we'll start saying if, if they sort of give you a frown, you walk, you begin to walk that back. I pray God, I never become like that. That, my friends, is truly Sickening, in my opinion. That's sickening. But we are, in fact, becoming that way. And the bad part about it, the worst part about it, is that we can never be our true selves. If, in fact, we blame individual, blame groups, blame groups for individuals' actions. Yeah. In families, it works that way. Some members of your family... You may not know it because this been swept under the carpet, swept under the rug and all of that. May have done some heinous things and may be in jail for it today, but you've never met them, have you? You've never talked to them, y'all don't even talk about them. But they're there. The strength of a family would be better if you actually talked about that. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. The strength of America, our strength as a nation, would be much better if we uh, talked about that. The guy who killed George Floyd was an individual idiot. And those who were standing around watching it happen, they were too. They were individuals, and yes, there may be uh, a certain culture that uh, need to be put in check, especially in a situation like that with George Floyd, because all of us were terrified, horrified, and sickened at what happened to him. All of us were. So this is exactly why I am saying there is no reason for there to be such a bloody outrage over this when worse is happening in our own communities. There has to be a, a, an avenue to hypocrisy here when we're thinking about just how inflamed This has been. I mean a true avenue to hypocrisy. Is being seen. And traveled. As we speak. Gleefully. It's being traveled because. In the minds of those who do not want to see this president or this country do well. In their minds this somehow slows. The Prosperity that is just bursting out if it was allowed to flourish in ways that it could. There are those who are gleeful that this is happening because it hinders the flourishing of prosperity. And why? Why would you vote for that? Why? would you vote for that? I don't know why you wouldn't. And and Joe Biden, as I um, will be doing a real talk real soon, be coming out real soon, Joe Biden is the um, orchestrator Of the high tech lynching that Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, referred to when it came to Biden's attitude toward his Supreme Court nomination. You know who helped him out? Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy was there trying to help him out. Oh, yeah. They were the grand wizards of that high-tech lynching of a black man back in 1991. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah back in 1991 and Joe Biden now is uh, oh he's such a Puritan when it comes to having champion the lives of black folks well I think Justice Thomas would have a totally different view of that and you know something weird about Joe And this is exactly the way it would be if he became president of the United States. He would be the biggest dividing force in the country. Do you know why? Take a look at Anita Hill. Take a look at Clarence Thomas. Both of them black. Guess who their common uh, focal point of anger is? Joe Biden. Anita Hills ticked off at him because the way she feels, he bungled her, the hearing that she had, uh, the assault, uh, sexual harassment hearing that she had against uh, then justice nominee Clarence Thomas. And Clarence Thomas is ticked off at him because he called what Joe Biden and Ted Kennedy were doing a high tech lynching a high-tech lynching. That's what it was. And that's what it was. So, how do we then look at moving forward toward the next Independence Day, 2020, 2021, when we have to wait until after November 3rd, 2020, to fix ourselves, steal ourselves, prepare ourselves for our American future. God knows what the outcome is, God knows what our future holds but we don't. And so we must do everything we know to do in order to secure the outcome we would like to see happen. Are you hearing me? The outcome that we would like to see happen, we must do what we know is right to do, not what is politically correct what we know is right to do that is what we have gotten away from like we know it's right to discipline your children you know it's right but somehow well, you've done what's politically correct and you've allowed statutes and, and things to come into your midst into uh, your surroundings that um, <clears throat> cause you to be lax on discipline. And you're turning out a citizen that is undisciplined. And they in turn will duplicate that. And by the year 2040, we will be experiencing an entirely... Uh, An entire structural breakdown, except in pockets of America. Because people will have forgotten what it's like to be civil. Decent. And if we continue on the current trend order, will be a thing gone by. And every man will be doing what he feels she feels is right in their own eyes. And the idea of relative relativity will permeate throughout our land. Socialism will arise and Americanism will fall. The ideas of patriotism will be antiquated and talked about as though they are the ideas of people who were mad but now have been purified and made sane. America as we know it Can go away, and if we are not careful, it will go away in our lifetime. While we slept, an enemy, an enemy has come in and sown these seeds among us while we slept. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Daily, over Red State, Red State Talk Radio um, throughout the Fruited Plains. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And uh, believe it or not, the uh, Red State Talk billboard is right there above that iconic uh, building. And every hour on the hour. The C.L. Bryant Show, or not on the hour, but every hour, the C.L. Bryan Show does pop up there on uh, the billboard. It's uh, sporadic. It can happen at, you know, any point in time. Well, as we face um, our Independence Day, we want to keep in mind those who come from places that are not as independent, have not been as independent, and will never be as independent as America has been. A few months ago, I was in Colorado, and I I got a chance to meet at, um, actually, it was a birthday shoot for uh, Melania Trump, um, a pastor, uh, Pastor Christine Coleman, who is the author of the book S-O-S and um she is uh, Rwandas 30-year apocalypse that she is writing about and I'm always glad to have her on the show she has been on with me before and I want you to help me welcome back to the show Reverend Pastor Christine Coleman Christine welcome back to the CL show uh it's always a pleasure to be
4: with you and be- To to talk with you, it's always a
1: pleasure. I greet everyone. May God bless you. And God bless you, uh, Pastor Coleman. Let me ask you this. Okay, here you are in America now, and we're about to celebrate our Independence Day. This show will replay uh, over the weekend, through the weekend, on various outlets uh, throughout America. And I want you to tell Americans, as a Rwandan-born uh, person, but now living and residing here in, in our nation as American. Um, tell us the difference in what f- liberty is or your life in Rwanda compared to your life in America.
4: Yes, yes. I'm a certain <sighs> you know when you talk about liberty, back in Africa and here, uh, it's like talking about. Uh, Day and night, Uh, we had independence in uh, 62, uh, but uh, our new president, he has denied it. And so back in Rwanda, there is no freedom at all. You have somebody who tells you, uh, no, you can't go here. You can't wear this. This is not a joke. This is the truth. And so... Uh, America, there is a freedom here. And I am talking to my brothers and my sister who are listening. Fight for it. Keep it. Don't let go. Don't be this dist-
1: Michelle, she's breaking there is up. freedom
4: mm-hmm. here.
1: There she is. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That's good. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, there's a freedom here. We need to keep it.
1: Very good. Fight for it. Keep it is the advice of Reverend Christine Coleman, who was in Rwanda, who understands the turmoil that was in Rwanda. Uh, Pastor Reverend Coleman, please tell us about your growing up in Rwanda what was that like and then did something change what happened uh that made you come and have to escape there talk to us about that journey
4: (laughs) well yes so I was grown up in a very very poor country uh in the beginning it was really good because we didn't have the wars. Uh, we we were very poor, but we had the joy, we had the peace, and the people worked hard. They were able to eat. Now, in 1990, there was a war uh, by President Kagame, and the war ended up into the genocide in 1994. And when the genocide and the war happened, it changed everything. We lost everything. Not only lives, now only Sibdings, the towers. But we lost the freedom as we talk right now, we have zero freedom of speech, zero freedom of assembly, zero freedom of movement. People cannot leave the country. That's the situation right now.
1: Christine stop right there. I want I want folks, I want I want that to sink in what Reverend Coleman, Reverend Christine Coleman, author of the book SOS, is my guest right now. She is telling you that there are a place, is a place, where she came from. And there are many other places on the face of the globe that are just like this. Freedom of movement, none. No, zero. Freedom of speech, zero. Freedom of assembly, zero. Are you hearing me, America? Are you seeing how you are being led down this very same path? Christine, do you see that Americans don't appreciate the type of freedom that they enjoy in this country? Is it being taken for granted? Talk to us, Pastor Coleman. Yes, I do think uh,
4: right now with everything going on with the protests. People are maybe too spoiled. My advice go to Rwanda for just one month. Go to Rwanda for one month because you will realise this country is actually a land of opportunity. And it is a country you can't find it anywhere else on earth. I, uh, I would advise those who are listening to get my book. SOS, Rwanda's 30 year apocalypse. Because right there, I show you how there are people on the earth who are even crying for one day of freedom and they can't have it.
1: You can't find it anywhere on this planet except here. It is a country that was ordained by Judeo Christian principles. And of course, Pastor. Christine Coleman talks about the principles of Jesus Christ. She is a warrior of the cross, a defender of the faith. And, Christine, how do people go about getting your book? Talk to us.
4: Okay. You can get my book from Amazon.com, and the name of the book is SOS 30 year Apocalypse. It's a great book. It's going to open the eyes of many people who are reading it. They're telling me, oh, we didn't realize that we have a freedom here, and we need to keep it. America, America, please, don't go down to the path of destruction. You have great things happening here. Don't let anybody lie to you. Keep the freedom. Fight for it.
1: Well, Christine, I want to talk about this with you now, transitioning from uh, that conversation to one that is actually in the streets of America. Now, your skin and my skin are the same. They are the skin of people who came from African descent. However, uh, you look at American black and I look at American black. And you look at blackness as differently than Americans do. Would you please define for us how Rwandans view American black people as to how Americans black people view the country that they live in? Talk to us from your perspective about that. Make it clear for us.
4: Yes. Yes. Thank you. I do think Uh, that black Americans from here, uh, they do not realize what a blessing this country is. Uh, When I came here, uh, to be honest with you, I was uh, received by a family of white people who became almost like my parents. They gave me everything. But one thing I had realized is that uh, black americans i have not seen uh, them engaged helping us people in africa i have not seen uh, them in rwanda coming uh, to really show me that black lives matter i have not seen uh, them coming to bring aid or to bring uh, some good teaching i have seen uh, them you know there are many great black people but there are these other ones who are whining and complaining, and I think they do not realize that they have a gold right in their hand, and that gold is none other but the United States of America.
1: Wow. That was deep. Uh, it really was, folks. And uh, if you don't have the C.L. Bryant Show app, Download it or go to com and tap on the app button and get it because you're going to want to hear this interview again. It will be playing uh, in various um, locations around the country during the Independence Day weekend and you will be able to hear it again. Christine, uh, thank you so much for making it clear to us. Uh, how you view this country and how you view America. Is America a nation that need to understand as well, Pastor, uh, its relationship with God? Are we turning away? Should we... What What's happening as far as your view of America spiritually? Yes, uh,
4: America is trying a way to turn it back to God. America is beginning to forget uh, God, who, by the way, is the founder of this country. And uh, where it's not people like you who are fighting for America, uh, people like us who are praying again, and night fasting, I do believe the enemy will really turn many people away. But the good news, the good news, I do believe God will not forget America. I do believe that nobody will get God out of the foundation of this country. This is a country where God is in the foundation. Look at your dollar bill, it says, "In God We trust. I do believe right now we are going through a storm where people are being deceived, trying to turn away from God. But you know what, my brother, I think... In the end, people are going to come back and see and realize how blessed and they will be more thankful.
1: Reverend Christine Coleman, tell us once again how to get a hold of your book, SOS.
4: Yes, my book, SOS, 130 year Apocalypse, it talks about persecution of the people of God, of faith, Christians. In Rwanda, this persecution is hidden to the outside world. And you can get this book from Amazon.com or from my website, christinecoleman.org
1: Thank you so much for being on with us. Continue to fight the good fight. Christine Coleman, the author of the book S.O.S., Rwanda's 30-Year Apocalypse. Get it on Amazon.com. Uh, and Christine, I know that you will fight the good fight because you are fighting the good fight. We'd love to get you down here in Louisiana and uh, let you look around down here and uh, talk to some people down here. Michelle and I are talk about that. And so, God bless hey, you, thank you. And God keep you, is my prayer. And I look forward to speaking to you down the road. Thank you so much again for being on with us. Bye. Bye now. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. That was Reverend Christine Coleman. Um, Her origin is Rwanda. Yeah, it wasn't easy, her plight. Oh, it was difficult in every way. Especially her being a woman. In Rwanda at that time. Her story is riveting. And I was very honored to have met her, and certainly uh, am looking forward to um, exposing her story to as many as I can. Friends, as we approach this Independence Day weekend, call it 4th of July, but it's Independence Day that we commemorate, we need to understand that people in Rwanda and Cuba, and all kinds of other places, China too, especially Hong Kong. They look at us and the way we act and the way we treat our nation, our symbols of our nation. I mean, are, are you actually hearing these idiots talking about uh, blowing up Mount Rushmore? Are you are you actually hearing this stupidity? And, and you're not hearing anything from the Democrat leadership this is the ideas of a uh, uh, these are ideas of lunatic communist socialists who have taken over the democrat party how can you possibly vote for that how can you possibly vote for that well friends wake up That's what you need to do, America. Wake up. You're talking about being woke. No, you need to be awake. (laughs) Because all of this is slip sliding away. If that type of mentality actually grips. Do you realize what kind of civil war you're about? America, are you uh, even... Are you even aware of the type of civil war our nation is tottering to toward? And the progressive socialist Democrats want us to go there. They want that. They want it. And I have a feeling... A lot of you do too, don't you? You want to be able to stay home and get more on unemployment from the coffers of America than you want to go out and make your own living. It will lead to what Reverend Christine Coleman was saying. It will lead to... Those who are in charge, and you better believe somebody's going to be in charge. (laughs) You won't have any freedom, but they're going to have the freedom over you. Oh, you better believe that. Somebody's going to be in charge, and they are going to tell you when, where, and how you're going to live. Is that what you want? because that is where you're headed America if you don't throw off this foolishness and reestablish order reopen our nation and go forward boldly into our american future we cannot bow to this type of tyranny i'll be back don't go anywhere <laughs>
2: It high, our hearts are bowing in reverence.
1: CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And hey, on with me earlier uh, was Navy SEAL 16 warfighter Justin Sheffield, the author of the book Mob Six. M O B, Mob Six. And uh, special meaning to those in his team. And then we had with us uh, Pastor Christine Coleman, author of the book SOS, Rwanda's 30-Year Apocalypse. You can pick them both up at Amazon. Pick them both up at Amazon.com. And uh, while you're there, you can get my book, A Race for Freedom. A Race for Freedom. And I certainly do appreciate you and all that you do uh, here um, with uh, the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, Helping us build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation daily uh, over Red State, Red State Talk Radio. Now, uh, friends, let me say this to you. I opened the show um, asking the question, and I'm going to close the show asking the question: Is this coronavirus reaction is it an overreaction? Are we overreacting to it? I think so. And it struck me, I was saying, as awful strange that when we, every time, you know, we start doing anything that's robust as far as our economy is concerned, any time the numbers are looking as though they are um, in favor of minorities becoming independent of democrat programs for sustenance something always happens like a crawfish re- reaching up out of a bucket and pulling back down into the bucket that one who would escape if he had been left to his own devices and I, I see that I see that occurring here in our nation right now I see a um, how shall I say a crawfish type of mentality crab like mentality In Louisiana, it's a crawfish mentality. Uh, On the East Coast, it's a crab-like mentality. It's like that, too, on the Gulf Shore, too. We understand the crab mentality. Something reaches up as you are about to get out of the bucket. And it pulls you back in. Isn't that something? It's a crab-like behavior. It's a a crawfish-like behavior. But... Humans do it, don't they? You better believe they do. And all I'm saying to you is take a look at who really they are targeting with this scare. Naturally, if you're an aged person and you are not healthy, you Should be cautious. But if you are healthy, you should live your life, I guess, cautiously, I guess, but not in fear. Not driving down the street in your car by yourself with a mask on. Please, please, somebody, please. That's just awful. So, my friends, we must pull out of this. We th- we cannot live like this. We cannot be Americans like this. And someone will say, "Well, I'd rather be something else and and not dead." Would you? I, you heard Reverend Coleman, Christine Coleman, say uh, she wished that anyone who feels differently should go live in Rwanda for one month. Uh, Not a year. -uh. Go live there for one month. And I'm sure you'd be ready to get out after two days. Maybe sooner. (laughs) I'm so glad that whatever events took place that got my African ancestors on that boat. I'm glad it happened. Because I'm so sure glad to be here in 2020 America than to be in 2020 Nigeria. That's just a fact. And you know what? I don't care where you're from. If you have a Germanic Uh, background origin or Irish what have you you should be glad that whatever circumstances transpired that got your ancestors on the boat you you need to thank God for it yeah and so my friends as we head toward Independence Day, and that's what it is. Let's, let's be sure to call it Independence Day celebration that happens on the 4th of July. That's the date that we picked it out. Jefferson, um, some would say that it was his Negro slave, uh, like Chappelle, um, hurry up uh, inward with that, Constitution, but it was the Declaration of Independence that was declared on July fourth that really the date may may actually not be right, but it doesn't matter we 'll celebrate it on July fourth and it, it it holds these truths it states that we as Americans as Americans, we will hold. These truths that are about to be stated to be self evident in their own words that all men are created equal and the equality comes simply through the endowment that each of them is given by his, her creator, and among these is they're are they're, they're, they're inalienable. In other words, no one can take them away because they're uniquely yours. They're your personality traits. They're your character traits. They're your drive, your uh, ambition, no traits. That's what they are. So no one can take them away from you. They're inalienable. No one should ever try to suppress them because they couldn't give them to you. And among these is life, your liberty, and your pursuit of happiness. Life. Yeah, given by God. Oh, yeah no doubt. Liberty given by God, no doubt. Who would take that from you? Hmm? There are people who would want to take that from you. And at the time, my uh, people did not have that type of Existence in America, but on the day that Jefferson penned these words, that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. He guaranteed that even my ancestors who were here, who were here in, in America at that time. They guarantee that they would have one day me free in America doing a nationwide show and moving in and around presidents, both VPs and the man, the president. No one would have thought it at all only in America can my story your story can our story be told if it were if we were to be honest right if we were to be honest only in America could our story be told so we have to defend it we have to fight for it and we can't let people run it down and destroy it, especially those who uh, the core values of America actually sustain their right to be stupid and destroy something that even though it's not warranted, gives them the right to do that. My friends, we cannot We should not ever um, be discouraged as Americans, but we should be discouraged at some of the actions that Americans engage in when it comes to loving or hating their country. And it is hard for me to think that there are Americans who hate America. They say it. And as far as the statues are concerned, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that we can do about the past. There is no future in our American past except for us to learn. From it. If we learn from it, if we learn from our past, then we can move on from our past. It's not celebrating uh, uh, some atrocities or anything, it's a reminder of just how far. We have come from the stone age that we were in at that point in time. Are you hearing me? Now, this corona thing has turned into a political football. And there are... People who are beginning to slam Dr. Fauci, who is advisor to the president on this, for flip flopping, floundering, wavering on Corona. One of them is Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, uh, says. Anthony Fauci doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to his states. When it comes to Texas, he's talking about reopening plan and suggested that the head of the um, director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases had been wrong every time about coronavirus epidemic. He says that Fauci said that he's concerned about states like Texas that skipped over certain things. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Patrick said on Fox News um, just the other day, and um, he testified before a Senate committee that more than 50 percent of new infections in Texas, Florida, Florida, California and Arizona are in areas where uh, there are surges we have skipped over anything we haven't skipped over anything fauci t- um, fauci uh, told Senate panel that states need to follow the guidelines that that have been very carefully laid out with regard to checkpoints. Now, he goes on to say what we've seen in several states are different iterations of that. Perhaps maybe in some going too quickly and skipping over some of the checkpoints. Patrick said the only thing he's skipping over is listening to Fauci. Ha <laughs> So Fauci says that the state of Texas is skipping over stuff. Uh Lieutenant Governor um, Dan Patrick of Texas says the only thing that he's gonna skip over is listening to Fauci. He has been wrong every time on every issue. I don't need his advice anymore. We'll listen to a lot of science. We'll listen to a lot of doctors. And Governor Greg Abbott, uh, myself, and other state leaders will make the decision. No, thank you, Dr. Fauci. Oh, this, my friends, is getting very interesting. Because there are more and more people feeling the way I do is that we're being duped. We're being purposely kept in the box so that we can be manipulated by those who control the lid. Oh yeah, on the box. Oh, it's good to be friends with somebody who has who controls the lid, the lid on the box. Well, in the final segment of the show. Um. I want to um, deal with uh, the Supreme Court to decide if Trump must disclose the Mueller grand jury documents. Um, You do know that if they had their way, the president would once again be accused of assisting the Russians. They, They won't let that go. As stupid as it is, I mean, they, they're not going to let it go. And, and it's going to be worked to their detriment, which is good. That's fine. Let it work to their detriment. But friends, we have got to vote them out. It's the only way, the only way that we're ever going to experience any peace in this country again. And then again for four years... They may not allow that to occur if we reelect Donald Trump. We lose our country if we don't vote them out and Joe Biden somehow gets to become president of the United States and we're going to have definite turmoil when the president is reelected. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth even. So
4: you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for.
2: So you satisfy. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
1: God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the helping hand, and for the flag I stand. CL here on the home stretch of the CL Bryant show on this great day in the USA, headed toward a fabulous um, Independence Day in America. The only question is, what will Independence Day look like? one year from Independence Day 2020. Independence Day 21, what will America be like? Will we be governed by those who only consider political correctness to be the right way to go? Or will we be governed by those who understand the very context, an idea, core value of our nation. You can like or dislike Trump if you want to, you know, but you you cannot say that he doesn't understand the core value of our nation. And because he understands it, that my friends is where they try and undermine him because they're trying to change, the fundamentally change, the core value of our nation. That's what they're trying to do. Do not make a mistake about that. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court on um, agreed to hear a bid by President Trump, Donald Trump's administration, to avoid disclosing to a Democrat-led congressional panel grand jury materials related to former special counsel Robert Mueller reports um, uh, documented, documenting Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Uh, friends, well, yeah, that's exactly what's going on there. They're going back to, to that. It's difficult to watch people actually cut their own neck off. The justice, uh, because we're tired of it, it might be pretty cool if this was something that was going to cause someone to survive something and get through something, but it's not. The justices are due to hear the case in their next term, which starts in October, meaning um, the dispute is unlikely to be resolved before November three. Yeah, and this is, um, this, my friends, is important. Yeah. election uh, Republican presidents uh, is, um, of course, he's seeking a, a fourth term, right? A second term, a fourth term, another four years, a, four, a second term. Now, if we can hold on, folks, to the House of Representatives, to, if we can take it back, rather, if we can keep take back the House of Representatives and hold it through m- midterm election, we can actually secure the nation for another 30, 40 years. If we and and I'm talking about in a way that will will make sure she grows America but if we fail if 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 Joe Biden becomes president of the United States this type of uh foolishness uh, as far as the Mueller report and this Russian collusion and all of that my friends it will become the order of the day until a groundswell, a groundswell starts to form. But unfortunately, I think uh, America in too many cases becomes lackadaisical, scared, afraid of what may have. So, we just stay in our safe place and don't say nothing, which stupid thing to to do when you're talking about something that affects all of us all of us and um by and by, of course it, um we have to be be strong be vigilant be courageous, but we can't cower, and Americans that's what we are being programmed to do is cower it is still necessary for us to embrace the danger the danger of our freedom or the peacefulness of our slavery Peaceful at home, ain't it? At home. Peaceful at home. Yeah. Next thing government's going to say, we'll send you food. You don't have movement. You won't have a word. You won't have a voice. You won't have freedom. You won't have liberty. Be gone. Yeah, be gone. And, um, Friend, you don't want to see that at all. You want to see it. Rwanda, Cuba, you name those types of nations, Look at what happened on the streets of Seattle. Look at what happens when liberals and radicals have their way in your city streets. Look at the streets of Southside Chicago. Look at them close. And then understand. There are people who, even though they have been talked about, kicked around, uh you know threatened, we have seen this coming, this very type of control we have seen it coming, and we have warned we have sound we we've warned about this and now it's here, and the only way that they are keeping you in a place of uh, control is by scaring the life out of you about Corona. Knowing full well that your chances of getting Corona is something like one in 10,000. And even with that one and yeah, There's nothing that's going to be life-threatening. As I told you, you should know this. You do know this. That nature has a way. Thinning out the herd. Of making them stronger. And if you are weak... Too weak for the journey ahead. Nature will weed you out. It's merciful that way. And so my friends. Here we are. Um, We fought off every enemy imaginable. In this country. Whether they were foreign, domestic viruses like yellow fever, or whooping cough, or influenza, scarlet fever, smallpox. We fought them all off. Yes, we have. We fought them all off. But we've never, ever closed down our government never I fear for the weak among you and I'm not talking about physically weak now that nature weeds out I'm talking about those of you who are weak as far as being able to handle yourself or protect yourself because this new order handed down by, you know, so many governors, mandatory. It only enslaves. We're going to have to face this head on. Boldly, cautiously, yes, but boldly. We cannot shut down government again. We cannot do it. must not do it. It will destroy our nation. It will destroy our nation. I'm CL, and this is the CL Bryant show, and we're dedicated to building that, that bridge to conversation throughout this great nation. We're dedicated to that. And, and I, I truly thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build that bridge to um, education and conversation there's so many things that we're ignorant about because we don't speak to one another about it education is simply communication of thought and it's something that you either accept or reject it's a thought process that's either accepted or rejected education yeah So, will 4th of July 2021 be celebrated in the way that 4th of July 2020 is celebrated? Will it be? It's just that we have to wait and see. Nobody truly knows. But we do know this, it's up to you, nobody but you. What type of nation do you want? I want the one that is the shining city on the hill, that is understanding its own Judeo-Christian ethic. That's the nation I want. Should be the nation you want because it's the nation that did, in fact, bear for you the opportunities that you currently enjoy. And guess what? Those opportunities came along with those monuments being just where they are. I don't care that uh, there was a there was a Nazi or a Ku Klux Klan sympathizer. Well, I don't care about any of that. It's ridiculous. Let's stop let's stop being ridiculous. It's the work that he produced that is so good that we want. Focus is what we must do. I want to thank God again for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our mind. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm C.L. And in building this bridge to conversation daily, we are going to have to address the elephant in the room, and that's race. And we will on this show in the weeks and days to come. God bless you, and God keep you all.
4: True.